Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. It's been fucking, I don't know, almost two weeks, maybe like a week and a half since we've actually recorded an episode. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, again, you guys have no idea, but um, yeah, it's been in our timeline. It's been a while. Uh, so we have, I'll, I mean, I'll throw this up front here. I, uh, obviously, you should know this by now, but you're going to have a, a very golf pack podcast today. Um, so if you didn't know, uh, Bob was uh, in Pebble Beach for the last week, which is why we recorded a bunch. And um, <clears throat> as we are recording right now, we are heading to the third playoff hole for the RBC Canadian Open. So in the uh, round. In, in the Canada. rain. So you got Tommy Fleetwood and Nick Taylor. Neither one of them are particularly um, adept at winning. Fun fact, Nick Taylor won at Pebble Beach. He did. Oh, wow. I think 2020 uh, he won. So here we are. It's uh, it's like this, the clash of the stories, right? It's the, it, is a Canadian going to win in Canada for the first time since 1954? Or is Tommy Fleetwood going to win his first PGA Tour event? And it's like both. It's like when me and Vinny uh, bet on opposite sides of a football game. It's like yeah, only death and destruction is going to happen there. So um, if we if we break in with uh, random, oh, my God, what just happened? It's, it's the golf game. But uh, putting that on the back burner for now, uh, let's, uh, let's get to Pebble. So how was it? I guess is is a good way to start out. <laughs> Pebble's awesome. I'm fucking not happy to be back. <laughs> I did not want to have to leave. Yeah. So you stayed uh, in Monterey. So yeah, right? so we so we flew to San Francisco, drove just under 2 hours south to Monterey. And we stayed two nights in Monterey, which Monterey is pretty cool. I think two nights is probably about good. Um, it looks like an old seaside town. Um, so okay. like there's two wharfs, which are like kind of almost like carny shows at this point. Like they're just straight up tourist traps yeah. or at least fisherman's wharf is a straight tourist trap. Cause all it is, is like, it's like four candy shops, six restaurants, a two t-shirt stores. <laughs> and it's just fucking people everywhere. Like, yeah. so it's like Myrtle beach. <clears throat> so it's, it's like, um, it's a, it's a, it, it definitely has a hint of Hampton Beach to it because I've never been to Myrtle and I know Myrtle is just like Hampton Beach on steroids. Yeah. Um, except instead of like two t shirt shops, there's fucking 30. Yeah, um, there's a million. So Monterey has like the two wharfs. There is like a little downtown area. There's also Cannery Row. Cannery Row again is just, uh, it's a walk along the coast. Um, from the downtown to the aquarium. It looks like it used to be where they would have like sardines and like canned fish and whatever. Um, it's restaurants and shops and shit like that now. Um, so Monterey was pretty cool. But again, like two days is about good. I don't know what else you're going to do there. Um, we did see sea lions, seals and otters. Shit you won't find around here. Oh, I guess you can find seals in Chatham, but. Yeah, the sea the sea lions are like they just lay on the rocks like right fucking. Oh, there. What do you mean? You go to the aquarium? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, whatever. Um, so yeah, Monterey was pretty cool. So the funny thing that came from Monterey was, 
one of Michaela's coworkers gave us a restaurant recommendation and we looked and it was like 45 ish minutes south of Monterey. We're like, whatever, we'll try it out. He said it was his favorite restaurant ever. Like we're not doing anything today. Um, so we'll go. <clears throat> but first we did the 17 mile drive at Pebble. So we weren't on, we weren't on site yet, but right. 17 mile drive goes from Pacific Grove all the way down the coast through the Pebble Beach properties and kicks you out like in Carmel. Um, so that was pretty cool. I mean, you're driving around the coast. There's millions of mansions. Um, the main attraction there is the Lone Cypress. Um, yep. Which had a little bit of Plymouth Rock into it, like the Lone Cypress. It's <laughs> first of all, it's not that big. It's yeah. not that far away. I wasn't that impressed by it. And there was another Cypress pretty fucking close to it. <laughs> so <laughs> little um like it's cra- it's a crazy view and everything. And but like the Lone Cypress, I don't I don't know, a little overrated. <laughs> um then there's like some ghost trees. We didn't stop at the ghost trees. I was mostly spending the whole time preoccupied and I was driving, but I was preoccupied with trying to get sneak peeks of Cypress point golf. Oh. <laughs> um, so we did make a wrong turn at one point to get, so we, we pulled into something and I thought I could see Cypress point, but it's the Cypress point lookout. So you can't see the golf course at all. Oh, so yeah. we took a wrong turn leaving that. So I did pull around in the Cypress point, like parking lot. Yeah. Or <laughs> where, you know, where peasants can spin around. <laughs> um so 17 mile drive is pretty cool like again it's it's pretty impressive so then we decide all right we'll we'll make the drive we'll go to the restaurant and you know we're making our way down it's a straight shot it's just like route one down the fucking coastline yeah do you know big do you know anything about big sir california i know, I know it's in california okay <laughs> so the restaurant was in Big Sur. Now, if any of our California listeners are listening, which we do gonna, have a few, or anyone that's been to Big Sur is probably like sitting here. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was just a place. And um, let me pull up the Wikipedia for Big Sur. <clears throat> so Big Sur is a, is a rugged mountainous section of the central coast of the U- U.S. state of California between Carmel and San Simeon, where the San- Santa Lucia Mountains rise abruptly from the Pacific Ocean. It is frequently praised for its dramatic scenery. Big Sur has been called the longest, most scenic stretch of undeveloped coastline in contiguous United States, a national treasure that demands extraordinary procedures to protect it from development, one of the most beautiful coastlines anywhere in the world, an isolated stretch of road mythic in reputation. Um, there's another, it is among the top tourist destinations in the U S comparable to Yosemite national park, but with considerably less, uh, considerably fewer services, less parking roads and related infrastructure. Um, I want to know where someone said that it's one of the nicest drives in the entire world. Um, so someone said somewhere i don't know one of the most beautiful coastlines anywhere in the world nice late yeah okay so this place is as as apparently it's as popular as yosemite national park which is old faithful right yeah 
Okay. We ended up there by accident. So <laughs> when we drove from San Francisco, mm. we drove like in a valley and it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of impressive. We drove the 17 mile drive on the coast. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then by accident, we're driving fucking south to this restaurant <laughs> and I'm, I'm driving on the uh, on the way down. So to my right is the ocean and a fucking cliff. And to the left is this massive mountain range. Oh, wow. Which for a guy who doesn't like heights, white knuckled that drive a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't find, I don't, so obviously we're driving it and I'm like, wow, this is pretty impressive. Like the view, the mountains, like having the ocean and the mountains both right next to you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty cool little bit of a nerve wracking drive. Like it's windy. It's one lane each side. People are fucking passing you. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you're driving that fast on this road. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> fucking chaos. But um, we go to the restaurant, we eat there. And again, it's like you look out from the restaurant and all you see is just these cliffs and ocean and mountains. And it's like, I'm like, wow, this is really impressive. So then on the way back, Michaela drove, so I'm like Googling. I'm like, where the fuck are we? Because it feels like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And we are. Like, Big Sur is, <laughs> is, is like nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's the road. I think it's like a few campsites, a few state parks, like a few state beaches, like shit like that. But like- And then that's it. That's like it. So it's like anyone that's ever been to Big Sur knows Nepenthe. That's where we ate, or Nepenthe. That's where we ate. Everyone knows it because it's like one of fucking four restaurants. <laughs> so leave it to us. It's almost like when you and I stayed on the most beautiful street in North America by yeah, accident. He, yeah. Who knew, right? <laughs> yeah. I took one of the most scenic drives by accident. We would never have done it. We never would have even considered it if the restaurant wasn't recommended to us. And we had, we're like, yeah, fuck it. We're not doing anything else today. <laughs> um, so, but I would not travel to California just to drive Big Sur. Like people do that, no fucking way. Yeah, that's dumb. It is like nowheresville, fucking nowhere. You're gonna go all the way there just to drive on a road? Yeah, I mean, it's like, like you would fly. I guess the easiest flight would be San Jose. So you would fly to San Jose because that San Jose is like a half hour south of San Francisco, right? So I guess you would fly to San Jose and then go to Carmel. Or you could lay over, or I'm sorry, you could, yeah, lay over and fly right into Monterey just to like hop in a car and drive. I'm like, that's insane to me. And there's like, and I'm, I'm fucking serious. There is fucking nothing there. Yeah. It's just the drive. It's like in Hawaii, in Maui, they have the road to Hana, which we did, but that's like, there's stops along the way. And like the attraction is like, act- like-, like actual stops or just like little turnouts. Uh, little turnouts like or yeah. there's like places there's this there was this place called the garden of eden yeah. um which was pretty cool that's where you could see like the jurassic park rock from the opening scene that like juts out from the ocean um they had like a bunch of beaches there was a turtle beach there's like there's like shit to do along the way um <clears throat> like the attraction itself isn't the road right like yeah. there's some cool views while you're driving and like you want to talk white knuckle. I think I talked about it when we got back from, from there on the, on the podcast, but like there's like legitimate hairpin turns that are like 
if you drive more than 15 miles an hour, like there's a solid chance you're going to get fucking. Yeah. I think there was a, I think, I think 20 was the slowest I got to. Yeah. There were, there were a couple areas of one lane. There's like uh, legitimate like one lane. Yeah. We only, we only had that. There was a bridge with a, with a stoplight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only thing I would think to compare it to, but like, that literally takes all day. Like when you do the road to Hana, cause you're, you're going to different things along the, along yeah. the way. We were, we were um, just going to get lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So we literally, we left at like probably six 30 in the morning and we got back at like maybe four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh fuck. Yeah. Maybe it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know, but it was, it was afternoon, you know, early mid afternoon. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Too much, too much for me. Yeah, <clears throat> even like the thirty miles, I was like, at one point, I'm like, you can we like move this along? Now I had yeah. also done, I had also done the the seventeen mile drive, so I had been driving. You know, right. if it was an if it was an hour from where we were, I had done like the half hour before that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I was good by the time we got there. Um, so I th- that was Monday. So then Tuesday we moved over to the property and we had already driven through it with, um, with the 17 mile drive. Cause the 17, mile, I mean, it cuts right through like, and I haven't been to many resorts, but whether it's golf or not. So I can't really like say that this is like normal or like, isn't, um, but like, you know, you pull in to like what is going to be like the area. Mm-hmm. And it's like the entrance for the lodge is on the right. There's like a little market on the left. You see like parking spaces. And then like Pebble Beach entrance is just right there. Oh, wow. It's like right. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just there. Just like it just shows like it just shows up. <laughs> um, And then when you go past that. The hay. The par three course is on your left, which is it just kind of in the middle. It's like in the yeah. middle of the property, kind of. Um, then you go up, you take a right, and you follow 17-mile drive again. So you see a little bit of the golf course as you're driving away yeah. and um, some of the houses and shit. But it's just like – it's almost like it just kind of – it kind of just shows up out of nowhere. It's It almost, it, it almost strikes me a little bit like a welcome center type thing. Where it's like, you know, people are slowing down, people are parking, there's a stop over there, there's a stop over here. It's just the nicest welcome center thing ever. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and then it's like behind the gates is like, is this course? Um so uh on Tuesday, so originally we were supposed to stay at Spanish Bay, the inn at Spanish Bay, which is on the other side of the property. We had gotten a call actually when I was at Nepenthe, which cell phone service was minimal, quite yeah. minimal. <laughs> and a representative from Pebble Beach was like, oh, uh, we want to offer you a complimentary upgrade to Casa Palmero. What the fuck is Casa Palmero? Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's the lodge and it's Spanish Bay. Like, what the fuck is this other thing? So we get back, we look at it, and it's a little more centrally located. Um the room they offered us was a courtyard suite. So not only was it a little bit bigger, it had its own jacuzzi. 
private. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we take it and then they're like, oh, we have some other complimentary stuff that goes along with it. So we got the, again, we got the free upgrade from Spanish Bay. The complimentary services at Casa Palmero. Free valet. They will put you in the golf cart and drive you wherever you want, like on the site, or at least, or at least to get you to another shuttle. Yeah, yeah, um, which run all the time. <clears throat> Breakfast delivered to the room. Now it wasn't you can't get like an omelet or anything, but it wasn't just like muffins and cereal either. Right, right. So you like put in like a little order, and then they bring it to you in the morning whenever you want. Um. complimentary open bar five to seven every day which is like hors d'oeuvres and then a complimentary like cocktail social like an after dinner social thing from eight to nine thirty with like little tiny dessert things and this is all included in the room rate which our room rate is back to the other one yeah 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 (laughs) which is what we originally had right um so you live yeah, in like you live in the rich life. Yeah, there was uh it was nice. <laughs> I think I think the reg the regular rate the regular price for that room is like twenty one hundred a night. Ooh we and we did not pay that. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so the pl- the place that we have is sick. Um what did we do i'm trying to like remember what we did too i mean obviously we walked around a bunch on tuesday because once you get so like from that main street actually it is 17 mile drive still so from 17 mile drive you can park and when you walk through the gates to pebble like if you or like the little arch Mm -hmm. there's like six different ways to get down to this area but if you just went through the arch that says pebble beach um the first tee's right there the starter the pro shop but there's also like, did they say 20, 20 individual shops? That seems like too many. But um, there's like the Heritage Shop, which is like a little bit more expensive than a regular shop. So it's like the regular pro shop. Then it's like the Heritage Shop. Then it's like <laughs> the Lone Cypress Shop, which is just more of the same shit. Yeah. But like, like it, there's levels like, to this shit. Well, it's like, so you go in the, reg- the regular pro shop. They have like clubs and balls and ball markers and shit like that head cover stuff like that then you go yeah. to the next shop that's the heritage shop and that's like peter peter millar and like some of like the more expensive brands but like right. the same head covers same ball markers the same of that stuff um so if you leave the heritage shop you go down those stairs and it's the like the lone cypress shop which is more like your nike and adidas still pebble beach stuff and like same ball markers, same head cover like yeah <laughs> like the ball markers the head covers like that stuff doesn't change except there is some expensive stuff like if you want like a fucking 200 head cover you can get it fucking 400 fucking shoe bag Jesus. um but then then you move into like there's like a woman's only shop there's a woman's open shop there's like an outfitter shop which is more like everything um there's like a not like an antique, but more like a collectible shop. There's a jeweler. So it's like it's all these little shops and they just make an L around the putting green. Oh, um, wow. So it's like, you know, you're walking underneath like the the roof thing. All these shops are on your right and directly to the left is the putting green. 
Yeah. So yeah. And that's huh. that's where like the wall of champions or the wall of major champions is, whatever. Um yeah, so on Tuesday, I think we shuttled over to Spanish Bay for dinner because we had reservations over there because we thought we were staying over there. And like all the food was good. I mean, the places are fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, like every one of them. So Wednesday is the day where things things started to get fun. Wednesday, <laughs> I played I played Spyglass. Yes. So from all intents and purposes, Spyglass is the hard one. It is not as regarded as Pebble. So I actually I actually drove over there because their range. It, so Spyglass is more so like the traditional like just golf course that's like anywhere. Like their pro shop is small, very unassuming. Um, their range is right behind their spot. Their putting green is right there. Um, yeah. And it's a little ways away from the property. So like it has its own parking lot and you don't have like, like, yeah, people can go in the pro shop and people can go putt, but like no one's just like walking around like any of that. Yeah. No one's being a tourist at the fucking. Not at Spyglass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's like a three, maybe a five minute drive, maybe a five minute drive. Cause it's all like stop signs and shit. Yeah. So it's a five minute drive from like that visitor. Yeah really from my hotel but whatever um so i go to i go to spyglass i drive up there i go to the range i'm putting and this is gonna be the first so this is the first time i'm taking an actual local club caddy i've had people caddy for me before but one was my financial advisor and another (laughs) was like a friend that like um he was he's a good player and he, he actually did do some caddying but it was just like he rolled out of bed and came over to East East yeah. Country Club with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he asked me if he wanted me. I'm like, yeah, man. If you want to do it, you go sure. Um, so I've never had like a local club caddy, whatever. So I'm in a group with three other people: father, son, one other dude, and um. So I have my caddy that I and I'm I'm walking single bag caddy. Another caddy is taking the two bags, the father and son, yep. but he's he's driving their cart with the two bags while they walk. And then <laughs> the other caddy is walking, but he's not carrying the bag because the dude's wife was just driving the cart. Like she was out with us just driving the cart and it's cart yeah. path only, but yeah. um, so little bit little bit of action a little bit of action going on because now yeah, there's now a the, lot of a lot of moving pieces a lot of moving pieces and um <clears throat> you know when you have the cart it's car path only both courses year round right so it's like you know the caddies are always carrying like those two caddies they're always carrying like all this random shit because it's like you know, you hit a wedge to the green, but he's got your putter. You hand him the putter, so he still has the wedge, and he's you know using the wedge to line up putts. So it's like hanging <laughs> on to that. Then he goes up to the tee, and he's grab like I I don't exactly know like their systems and whatever, but like they do it. Um, kind of it's kind of interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, and then the other thing too is like there's no like one way to be a caddy at these places. Like I'm sure there's a couple rules like. You know, all caddies need to do this. All caddies need to do that. Whatever. 
So my guy has been caddying there for 31 years. Oh, wow. So a little bit older. Yeah. Um, Looks like something fucking happened to him. Like his fucking left eye was all fucked up. But <laughs> like 31 years. And, you know, again, he was carrying for me. Yeah. Didn't use didn't use a laser, didn't use a yardage book, <laughs> and he kept it so fucking simple for me. Like the That's first awesome. holes, like a downhill par five. He goes, "Think we're a little far to go for it." I go, "Bro, I am not going for it." I go, "All I see is bunkers over there." He goes, "Okay, one eighty straight ahead." I'm like, <laughs> "All right, hit it, perfect." Yeah. He goes, "Then we get up to our ball the next time." And I saw the sprinkler head. It was like ninety eight. He goes, "One oh five." I'm like, "Okay." 105, flare it out, not his fault, whatever. Go clean that bunker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like all day, he was just giving me yardages, just like no yard, whatever. He only gave me one bad one. And it's because the eighth hole, the green is actually being renovated. So it was a temp. Oh. He goes, 120. I go, 120. He goes, yeah. He's like 100. We're uphill in the way. 120. Like, okay, 120. I'm like, we're way closer than that. I go, I I, yeah. I, I, I know we are. He goes, left of the pin, 120. I go, left of the pin, 120. Got it. Launch it 25 yards long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's a temp green anyway, so I don't really give a fuck because I'm not putting yeah. this thing. Because it's, it's right. not even like they picked a, a flat spot to put this green. There is no flat spot. So there's yeah. a fucking massive, there is a massive like tabletop to this yeah. temp green. So I'm like, no, we're moving on here. Um. But then, you know, there's other guy like one of the other caddies, you know, he's only been caddying for three years. He definitely uses like the laser. And like, even I would listen to the process and I'm like, I don't know if I love that because it's almost like. Hey, give me the give me the yardage or 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 don't like. Yeah. Like who like who I guess I guess it would come down to like beforehand, like who's deciding what. Right. Because I told my guy, or oh, you can just give me yardages and, and read my putts. He goes, okay. So he yeah. that's what he did. He gave me yardages and he read my putts. Yeah. So I shot 79 at Spyglass. Um, the greens are small. They for sure are. But there's also plenty of room off the tee at both courses, really. Um, Spyglass, the first five you can kind of see the ocean and you're kind of near the ocean. After that, you could drop that course and in, in Cape in the Cape and it would fit right in with other Cape courses I've played. So yeah. like, if you want to even say, um, you know, it's not a similar layout to new Seabury, but new Seabury, the front nine's on the ocean and the back nine's not like right. the front five right. are on the ocean and the rest of it isn't. Cause after that, it's like, it's elevation changes and dog legs and, all types of shit like yeah. it felt it felt very new like cause, and i had most recently played brayburn it felt like some of the shots at brayburn yeah um yeah i think i rem i remember that so i've i've played spyglass on the on <laughs> the ea sports golf thing so yeah so i mean in uh the fourth hole at spyglass it's the hardest green in regulation to hit it's 58 yards long and 12 yards wide and I'm fucking telling you this thing, like right in the middle, they had a middle pin. It is fucking lightning. Isn't it kind of, they call it the bacon strip. Yeah. It's tucked to the left. So four, right? so four you go out and then it dog legs left to yeah. this little pin. That's like, oh, I'm sorry. This little green that's yeah. tucked 
almost yep. like hill into hills yeah. in a way. I, re- I remember that hole. Yeah. <laughs> Lowest green in regulation on the PGA tour, which makes does not surprise me at all. It, yeah. That green that green was fucking nuts. Yeah. And it was like I was like just in the rough. Probably hit it um three yards left of the pin and found the rough. <laughs> and like my guy, my guy's read, I basically hit it backwards and like only got the ball started, like with my putter from the rough. Yeah. It was like just got it started and ba- I effectively hit it backwards. And it, the put it was like two feet from the hole. Wow. I'm like, this thing is fucking nuts. Yeah. Um which speaking of real quick, Nick Taylor just won. Oh, did he? Yeah. He had uh Old they went Canada. to the fourth playoff hole. Back to um, yeah, they both sucked. Uh and then Nick Taylor hit like a fucking 32 foot putt uphill to, to win? win. To win. Oh, that's that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah. That's longer than 32 feet. Oh, that's that's like fucking 32 yards. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that was 70 a feet. Bomb, dude. Yeah. He had a 70 footer uphill. That to was win. A f- yeah, that was far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I was like, it's funny because you know, I'm looking at spyglass and I'm like, so everything, so first and foremost, everything's perfect. Um, so conditions perfect views for the first five they're good if you're looking for ocean views from spyglass after the first five they're not there it's a you know parkland whatever course but like it's not tree lined but there are trees like you're playing a normal golf course from here on out right um tons of elevation change the bunkering is pretty fucking severe um the greens are small so it's like you miss a green like, dude, I missed a green and I had like a six yard bunker shot. I'm like, yeah. I did not miss by that much. Yeah. If I had hit that ball from 165, if I had hit that to 18 feet, I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. But no, because I think it's a six green. It's wide at the back and it's got this little tongue that comes up the middle and the pin was in the tongue. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck me. Um. So yeah, a couple, like some small greens. You can hit some good shots and you know, you're hitting bunker shots, whatever. Um, Again, more elevation change and sloping and bunkering than I would have expected because I didn't play yeah. the video games. I was going to say, I remember one of the holes was a short par four that would be drivable for the pros, but... It's a dog leg left and it's massively uphill. So it's um, not dry, it's not drivable, really. So the so the second hole I hit a hybrid off the tee. And then I had to hit a like a 138 shot from like 120. Um I think yeah, it's bunkers, a- there's bunkers in the front of the green, I think. Or there's one on the right side of the green. There could be. Two, I know two, two's real short. And again, it was, it was hybrid. So I probably played like 315. Yeah. Um, and it played way uphill. Um, that could be the hole. That could be two. I'm trying to think. I got to, I'd have to, uh, six, six, seven, eight. Eight, um, eight used to be the hardest hole, but the green's being renovated because I guess, um, they're going to have the U.S. 
senior. No, uh, I'm sorry. U.S. Senior Open, I think they're going to have. Yeah. And four days at Spyglass, they don't have any pin locations, so I had to redo the eighth green. Yeah. They only have like one day of pin locations. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you play the Pro-Am, it's the same pin. Yeah. Um, okay. But eight, eight, eight was hard because it, it went... Maybe it wasn't crazy long, but yeah, it went out and up the hill, like little dog leg left. Could have been eight. Yeah. Um, there was one hole too, where the, the fairway was like a fucking NASCAR bank from right to left. Like everything bed that way. Um, kind of a little bit downhill too. So I'm trying to think of something like dramatic. It might not have been super dramatic. Like I know like the seventh. Yeah, hole, it, it's so it's in Tiger Woods it's in a PGA video game, yeah. 14, right? It's, it's not the new one because yeah. Spyglass isn't in the new one. So this was in the, the video game that came out in 2013. So yeah, because I, mean, I know seven's a par five. It's got water. Graphics could be a little bit to play there. Yeah, too. it's got water short left of the bunker. If you hit it down the right side, it'll move left. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like spy, Spyglass is just like, it's just so it's really solid. And then it's like, I think 16, I think it was 16. 16 is a really fucking hard hole. Like it's got the tree in the middle of the fairway. Does that sound familiar from the game? Yeah. Okay. So it played about 440 from the tees I played. I played 65, 600 yards or so. And the tree's in the middle of the fairway and it's got to go left to right. You could go straight, but you're going to have a mile in. And then, so I hit a driver. I hit it left to right. I hit the fucking ball perfect. And I still had to hit a hybrid to the green. So it's like <laughs> out of the 36 holes I played, it was the only one that I sat there and I go, I don't know if this hole needs to be this hard. Um, <laughs> like I don't, I think you could yeah. move, you could move even the tees I played up 20 yards. And then you're dealing with a much more like reasonable ask. Um, right. But again, if, if you're going to play 36 holes and only one really, really like asks you to hit like a really like two, say perfect shots. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought spyglass was good. I liked my caddy. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just, it's fucking good. It's just a really fucking good golf course. Yeah. But it's cousin on the other side, <laughs> Pebble, has the views. So yep. I don't know which one's a better golf course. I actually don't know if I can really split those hairs. But Pebble's got the views that are just fucking insane. Yeah, dude, it's the same. And not to be cliche, right? But like the pictures don't do it justice, I would imagine. You know what? The, like pic the pictures do seven justice. Cause seven, there's so, cause I think, um, yeah. Michaela might've asked me, she goes, is everything you thought I go actually kinda, because there's yeah. been so many videos and so many pictures. It's gotta be the most photographed golf hole in the world. Yeah. Um, six, six caught me. Yeah. I was, I was really impressed with the sixth hole. Yeah. But I'll get to that because me and her played the hay in between spyglass <laughs> and pebble. <laughs> So the Hayes, the par three course, and I was just looking at that like um, I thought it would be something fun for the two of us. It allowed and, – and so obviously I wanted to play it, 
as yeah. again, if it was up to me, I would have played Pebble twice. I would have played Spanish and money wouldn't yeah. have been a thing. Like I would yeah, have fucking yeah. po- like, but like it was just me and her going. This was not like a golf buddies trip. Right. So, right. but I looked at him like, I want to play the hay. And I don't think it's unreasonable for her to come out there with me because it's short. She doesn't have any clubs. She doesn't have to hit any shots. All she has to do is putt. Yeah. So I think our tea time was 10. Nobody there. Like <laughs> no one. Yeah. Like perfect. So we're not playing with anybody. That's fine. Yeah. Um, But because it's like a fun par three course, it is fucking tricked out. Oh, really? So like I hit my first shot and I'm like, that's so fucking short. Hits the front of the green, takes a huge hop, rolls up the hill, and like sips back. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? <laughs> and then I was like, and then so I hit her ball because that's how we did it. It was my ball first, her ball second. She would putt out. Yeah, uh, three three putt max, which I think she only maxed. Did she twice. putt with your putter? No, she. I got her a putter. We went to PJ Superstore. She, uh, I had her putt like a bunch. Yeah. And then from there, we figured out like a style she liked. And by accident found like a length and a weight kind of. And I just ordered yeah. something off eBay for like 60 bucks. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. All right, cool. Because I was going to say. I did not buy her. Make her putt lefty. No, 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 no. It was either going to be that or it was going to be the bullseye. The one that goes either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So we, I, I got her a putter off eBay and she used that. Yeah. Um, That's the way to go. That's... And the only practice she had. Because I, I, you know, it's, it's fucking hard. That's like. Like, oh, can we go with Sharon and practice? Yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, wait, fuck, there's a tournament today. It's like, oh, can yeah. we go here and practice? Didn't get to it. Yeah. Tuesday, hey, we'll grab our putters. We'll go down to the putting green. Didn't do it. Yeah. Wednesday after Spyglass, we'll go do it. Nope, didn't do it. Yeah. So the only putting she did was the little practice putting course at the hay. It's like, again, tricked out. It's fucking crazy, like up and down and <laughs> fucking whatever. Um. But yeah, we went through that once. She maybe rolled like five more and then we were out onto it. Um, so yeah, I mean the hay, the hay is cool. Like it's just like it's like a it's like a fun little thing because um you can hit really good shots, have them spin off or have them take a slope and they go fucking crazy. It's just like no expectations. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can also do shit like now I know I was hitting two, so I was able to like adjust. So like hit my first one, saw what happened, and I take hers and just like try to like fucking punch it in there and it takes the yeah. slope, like rides <laughs> yeah. right up there. Um, so that was cool. Like that was a cool little thing. And it seems like nobody does anything at Pebble Beach before like one o'clock. That Pebble golf links itself. Obviously, right, right. Pebble and Spyglass have tea times. Yeah. But there's no yeah. like people around. But then when you go to dinner, the hay is fucking slammed. Yeah. Um so I'm just, it was cool that we got out early and we're able to go over and do that. So that was, that was fun. Like that was like a nice little hour um, of just like hitting some crazy shots. <laughs> Which then brings us to Friday. Cause that was there. I think I'm fucked up. That was Thursday, Friday, pebble day. So <clears throat> the practice area for pebble is actually a little, uh, it's actually up the street and whatever um you could walk but i it's it's actually right next to the hay so i actually carried my bag with three wedges and two putters to the hay the day before and i'm like this isn't heavy but like this is annoying because it's like all uphill yeah so i'm like i'm not walking uphill both ways yeah in the snow (laughs) big sir on the way yeah um (laughs) so i didn't carry 
my bag. So I got one of the nice people at Casa Palmero to drive me to Pebble. Pebble has a shuttle that effectively runs on demand in a yeah. way. So I waited like a minute and a half. She had come with me. So all of that took way quicker than I thought. So I'm yeah. at the practice area probably fucking 25 minutes earlier than I thought. <laughs> so, you know, hitting whatever. We get back on the shuttle, double back, roll some putts down because that's down by the first tee, whatever. So um, find my caddy. I'm playing with another single and then another father-son. And I believe it was the mother and a sister were riding. So they had two carts with one caddy. The women were driving, riding. Like they kind of like switched off. Like if the if the players were walking, they would drive. And if the, the players came over, the players would drive, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the kid had just finished uh I think it was grad school at Columbia in like neuroscience or neurosurgery or some shit. I'm like, Yeah, no big deal, whatever. Cool. And then the other one was graduating from Fuck. Yale. <laughs> Dude, it was right up there. It wasn't Yale yeah. specifically, but it was right fuck Tulane. Tulane Medical. Oh, Tulane, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tulane Medical. It's like, cool, that acceptance rate's like fucking 7%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm like, whatever whatever you two did, you fucking did it right because your yeah. fucking kids are geniuses. <laughs> um I don't know what I don't know what nationality the parents were. I just have no clue. They something. But yeah. I don't know white. if it was no, that, yeah, they weren't white, and um, I don't know if it was like a island type thing or an African type thing. I have no clue where they're from. Doesn't matter. Don't care. But those yeah. kids are those kids are fucking geniuses. Yeah. Um. So that was the kid's graduation gift was get to play pebble, and not really a golfer, which no big deal because he would hit a fucking really bad one and he would just fucking skip or he'd pick the ball up and skip it. Like, yeah. <laughs> then he would go hit up with his father. Like it was, it was, it was good. So everyone kept it moving. Um, so now my caddy, now I, I had the three year caddy this time, a little bit older guy, but a three year caddy. Uh, I don't think we played as strategic as we needed to at Pebble. Was this the same guy? Different guy. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I think unless you request. Like each course has their own I think specific e caddies. Yes. So when we were on the trolley on Tuesday, or not the, the shuttle on, on Tuesday, they were bitching about one of the guys because I guess his batteries and his rangefinder ran out and they were like, this guy sucks and he's fucking uninteresting. But he was really good the day before because that was his course. And I'm like, okay, so yes, you could like request a guy but i'm just gonna go with who they assign because if, if someone's if someone always caddies at del monte and he's at pebble that like he's not coming to pebble that day why the fuck would right. he do that right um so no my and like my guy was good and like all that but i do think we had a couple strategic errors because i found a lot of sand and i mean <laughs> a lot of it um, so pebble, you know, first hole, you're kind of just in land second hole. You're in land third hole. You, it's a sharp dog leg left. You know, I hit a straight ball into the bunker. It's like, 
I don't think Jeff would have had me do that. Yeah. Um, Three's the one that goes like over a gully, right? So down left with the two bunkers. It's got like three bunkers straight ahead. Yeah. And then the green ends up looking out at 17. Yeah. Um, Where it does a really hard green. That was a really fucking difficult green. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was like, and again, I could have, the, the other thing too is like, I could have easily fucking called him off, but I did, I just didn't know. So he's like, yeah, he goes, if you can kind of like, you know, rip it around those trees. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just tee the ball low and rip it around those trees with an open stance. Like, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I hit the ball fucking dead straight. So but that's the thing is like, the guy Jeff was like the day before, because four at spy is the dog leg left. We were talking about the bacon strip. Yep. He goes, 235 left of that number of, of that box. He goes, anything else and you're dead if it goes straight. He goes, and if you yeah. can turn it, awesome. And I'm like, should have like next time I'll fucking talk the like, and that's the thing yeah. is like this is only that's the second time I've had like the locals. Right. So I've seen six in action because we had three and for this round as well. Um, three and three. And that's the thing is like. Ultimately, like if, if again, as a three handicap, like if I don't like what the guy's telling me, I need to be able to, I need to be able to say like, no, or Hey, what are my other options? Or like, I got to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, cause like another thing was like, I kept short siding myself well, again, the green's so fucking small. So it's really hard not to short side yourself, but I kept short siding myself. Like oh, I take the 60 and I'm like, yeah, it's probably the 60. Cause you know, I don't have anything to work with. But the rough's so fucking thick and like it's obviously it's a different type of grass than we get here. So like the blades are not only longer, but they're also thicker. So like some grass of the rough is different in California. Well, it literally is. <laughs> it yeah, it's a different breed. Poa greens. Um yeah. <laughs> great poa potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, the but like that thickness also makes them a little fluffy. So I had some fluffier lies, which means I was kind of cutting underneath the ball. I'm like, I should have, I needed to be taking more club, which normally I would, but I was, but the greens are so fucking small that I'm like, Oh, I got to get fans, whatever. So my short, short game in sand was a mess. I ended up shooting 83 and I think I only got up and down like two out of 11 times or something. So, (laughs) um, it was a little fucking preposterous. Uh, so six, six is the par five up and over the cliff. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a split fairway. Yeah. So I hit a good one and, you know, I hit it down by the bunkers. It takes the ground and moves all the way to the right. Yeah. And I forget what we had to the pin, 230, 235, something like that. But I got to go up and over this cliff. So it's like, I can't really, I go, I have to hit. Yeah. My four hybrid. And you can't see the pin from down there, right? I could see the pin walking up. So he had he had come up the fairway to me and he goes, he goes, do you see the pin? I was like, yep. He goes, do you see that hundred marker? I'm like, yep. He goes, pick a bush or something in that cliff as your line. He goes, and you need to do it as you walk up because you won't be able to see anymore. Right. I'm like, okay. So I had it. And, you know. 230 if it's all flat it's either going to be a three hybrid or it's going to be a three wood depending on what's happening but i'm like i look at him and i'm and he pulls my three hybrid i go i don't think i can get that up and over i go i need the four 
He goes, okay. And then I fucking thin it. Oh, God. so this thing's going screaming for the top of the hill. And I had just hit it high enough. So when I say thin it, I mean, like, I didn't fucking completely equator this ball. <laughs> I caught it a little thin. Yeah. So it's going right for the fucking cliff. I'm like, motherfucker, just go. Skies over it. So we clear the cliff probably by, I don't know, two inches. Feet. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking three feet, maybe. And it ends up like running like right up there. I probably had like 30 yards to the pin. And I'm like, yep. Good thing I took that hybrid because I needed the height. Cause he, I think he had asked me, he goes three wood, three hybrid. I go, I don't think I can get either of them high enough. Yeah. I go, I need that four. And I'm like, yeah, good thing I fucking called you off the other clubs to hit the four <laughs> because I quote unquote needed the height and then fucking yeah. thinned it. <laughs> but no harm, no foul. Didn't get up and down. So made par there. Um, Seven, the yardage he gave me was 93. It was a good yardage because a different caddy gave his player 86, and that did not make the green. Um, So I hit the green on seven. A little bit of a back off because they're hitting all, hitting all over the cliff thing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, hit it to like 15 feet, just missed the putt. Yeah. Uh, and then eight... So like six, seven, eight are like a pretty like dramatic corner of the place. Mm-hmm. So eight is a blind tee shot elevated and you can't hit it more than 250. Yeah. It's another split fairway with a like fucking ocean in between. Like it's yeah, cliff. No, it's like big, big cli- nothing. There's a, there's a massive gap. Yes. Between two cliffs. You are literally hitting <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's a shot that Jordan it, Spieth almost fucking yeah, he almost killed took himself. A, yeah, almost took a tumble. <laughs> <laughs> it took a tumble. He almost took a death. Yeah. <laughs> um. So hit a th- hit a, hit a low three wood, but <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Um. Roped it in there. I think the ball ran through the green. I hit this big sling and draw that I didn't mean to hit, and uh, <laughs> I think it just hit it hit the green and just kind of like scooted too far. It didn't get up and down from there. Um. Nine and ten are fucking hard, man. Those are really fucking hard holes. And like I've heard them say that those holes are hard, and they are fucking hard, dude. <laughs> like really hard. Like you have to hit long clubs into small greens with elevation change and hard tee shot. Like fuck. Yeah. Those are those are two fucking bitch of holes. Um. So then the rest of it, I mean, like the rest of the golf courses. It's solid. It's a little like less to like, you know, think about. Uh, 15 was good. So 15 is a short par four. You hit through a shoot and it all goes kind of downhill. And I hit the best, probably the best drive that I hit for the day. Thinking it's fucking perfect. And I get down there and Rick's like kind of lurking around a bunker. I'm like, come on, Rick. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, how the fuck am I in another bunker? I go, this hole's not long. Like, why was I hitting driver? Turns out I hit it fucking perfect. But he said that the 100 stake isn't usually where it was because the netting's down for the women's open. So like in that netting, you don't hit. So you just go like either to a mat or to closest point. Yeah. Apparently, I hit the hundred stick and kicked into a bunker. Oh, my God. ball was running down the fairway. 
I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So bad luck there. Yeah. Uh, part 17, part 18. So for as like, as far as like, you know, the, the shit you see on TV, six, seven, eight, 17, 18, one over. And it was just that one shot on, on eight that I gave back. Yeah. Shot, 80, I mean. shot, shot 83 though. <laughs> the, uh, the sand in the short game definitely got me. Yeah. That's tough. Found too many bunkers off the tee and too many greenside. That's tough too. Poor, like when you're, Rick. when you're in a situation like that too, where like you're going to play Pebble Beach, right? And you're like, ah, fuck, another bunker. Like, ah, fuck, another, you know, <laughs> it's like, God I hit damn out it. so many fucking bunkers. Yeah. Yeah. So many bunkers. And that's why, like, I'm almost like, that's why I, I'm like, we may have made a couple strategic mistakes. Now, don't get me wrong, on nine, he told me. He goes right edge of that bunker on the left. And he goes, and I, cause I mean, I, the ball pretty much draws all the time for me. Yeah. He goes that and he goes, and you'll be golden. And he like walked up, did his thing. And I hit it out of the heel right into the fucking bunker. I'm like, God damn. Cause how'd you end up? I go, I hit it out of the fucking heel right where you told me not to. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, that's, that's execution, but yeah. Um, it's it's still cool just to like again be there and see it and do that shit right. So like, there, like Kapalua like, was great. Like some of the like you said, some of the views, right? Crazy. It's always it's always like you're just like holy shit, how is this real? Yeah, it's crazy. Like like six six was fucking insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, dude, even when I was playing spy, I'm like, I don't know how people have anything to complain about. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Like. How, like how how can you go to a place like that and complain? I don't get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Needless to say, did not want to leave. You could fucking leave me there forever. <laughs> now, I don't know what I would do for money and income to afford to play Pebble Beach, but um, I I I would have been content never leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Just that one that one little area. The rest of California can fuck off. Well, I'd I'd probably keep San Diego too, but. Yeah, I think there's so there's a couple of golf resorts that in, interest me. Like Half Moon Bay, like so obviously, you know, you're on the first trip so you got to start planning the second one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Michaela and I were saying, it's like, "Oh, I don't know if we would go to Monterey for the two nights again. Maybe go to Carmel." And then I'm like, "Well, maybe go right over to Half Moon Bay, you play there. There's an ocean course, drive down to Santa Cruz, play Pasatiempo." And then you come to property and she goes, sounds a lot like a golf trip and not something you and I would do. I'm like, yeah, kind of does, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, uh, is Tory's public, right? Tory's public. So yeah. you can stay, I think there's a lodge at Tory Pine. So like you can fly out to San Diego, do the tour, uh, do the lodge at Tory, play the North and the South and move on with your life. Yeah. And they don't charge you an arm and a leg. They charge you a lot, but it's right. not Pebble was seven fifty with a caddy. And then tips are between 70 and a hundred bucks. So, you know, and then spy was five ninety with the caddy. So, I mean, that just goes to show you how much I just paid, but yeah, I think Tory's like two fifty, and I don't know if you need to take a caddy or whatever. I mean, I would choose to, like, if I'm ever going to go play these places, I would choose to, um, yeah. there's something about it. Like I like having the caddy. Even in again, even like me saying like oh, maybe a couple strategic errors. Well, that's just a learning experience for me. Like, 
the caddy, like ultimately I'm the one who has to hit the ball. Right. The caddy can only give me info. And some of them might be more like, oh, hey, hit the driver. And I'm like, well, how about this? Give me a yardage instead. Right. It was all like, you know, 245. I go, well, this is too much because if it goes straight or if I pull it, I'm fucking screwed. Like, right. I'll go three wood. Great idea. Like, that's like, that's how the interaction go. Cause then at like towards the end, he's giving me the 60 for more chips. I go, Rick, I can't chip with that fucking club anymore. I go, give me, I go, I'm going to grab my 48. It was absolutely. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Because all they're supposed to do. Hungry for apples? Yes. Yeah. Like all, all the, all the caddies are supposed to do is to make sure you have an awesome time. So like there were even a couple times where it's like the putts I hit like at spy guys like, Oh my bad, man. I misread that for you. I go, no, I pulled it off my line, but I know what you're doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Trying to always like, and then like, there was another one guy goes, Oh, why don't you reload? I was talking in your backswing. I'm like, I didn't hear anything. I go, I think he just topped that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even Rick tried to convince me. He goes, well, that 100 stick shouldn't really be there. He goes, so if you want to hit from the fairway, I'm not going to say anything. I go, dude, that's that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking egregious. Um, uh, I mean, I, I know you probably don't want to rake another bunker, but. <laughs> yeah, it was more because he was sick of raking bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> but. um, Yeah, I mean, I'm already I already want to go back. <laughs> and I don't think we can go next year. So I'm, I'm already like planning going back in 2025. Like that's, yeah. that's like, I love being there. Yeah. That's a cool spot. I would love to, I would love to go experience that <clears throat> or just anything really. Like, I don't know. It's, it kind of, kind of bums me out. Like I was in San Diego. What didn't play Tori. When was that? 2017? I was in San Diego. I think we lived in Mansfield at the time, so it was probably 2018. Yeah. And um and I didn't I didn't play Tory. We gotta remember too, like, so I mean, I also just got back into golf and like you were got your dick kicked in. Was consistently shooting like 120, like yeah, 110 to 120 at that time. I don't know if Tory would have been fun. Yeah. The thing like, with Tor- I would like, go play it now. So like, yeah, and I think you'd have a better crack at it now, but like still, even, even still, I think Tori's reputation, I think it gets a little bit of a, it's long as fuck. Well, they say it's long, oh, just long and straight. That's all it is. And I'm like, I don't think that's all it is. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, like Pebble Beach from the appropriate tees. Right. Is going to be Pebble Beach and Spy. They're very friendly off the tee like you have a decent amount of room yep and you don't always have to hit driver like you can sometimes pull back like you just have to play the appropriate tees for your skill level yeah and you would kind of be in a weird spot because your driving length is probably okay for the golds but having to then hit those approach shots would be really hard yeah um like, I don't know how the fuck I did it. I was lights out from 205 with my hybrid <laughs> in, at both places. I don't know how the fuck I did it. Yeah. Like, I never hit those shots. Yeah. And then it's like one of the par threes is, you know, 195 carry. So it's like, that's like the, like, cause some people always think it's like, oh, well off the tee, off the tee. I'm like, no, it's not off the tee. It's right. Can you hit a 170 shot with the ball above your feet into the wind? to a green that's smaller than most things you've seen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and if you not. do miss the answer you, is no. <laughs> yes. And if you do miss the green, it's all bunkers and fucking bad lies. It's like yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the the biggest part about like improving at golf, right? Like I've I I say improving, right? Cause I know I've joked about it before, being like, oh, I think I'm getting good. I'm not good, right? Like you've even said before, you're you're not good. Like a three, yes. Yeah. It, to to regular people, a three handicap is good. Yes, but and like, a in the grand 15, scheme, in a fifteen oh. handicap is average. Right. But I also put myself in positions where I'm not that good, and that's okay because my skill level dictates if I want to play the certain events and things that I want to do. My skill level dictates that I'm not going to be one of the better players there, and that is what it is yeah but yeah i mean like you know when we played eagle creek eagle, eagle crest, crest, crest in yeah. saratoga yeah i mean i shot three under never done that before right most people aren't doing that so yeah can i play the fucking game yes i can right like did i smoke everybody i played in the um in the day like yeah one kid was pretty good i probably beat him by like six at spy um, so yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand where I stand in this thing, but like, you know, at the pro-am, they play from way further back with yeah. way harder greens and they yeah. light that fucking place up. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, that's what I mean. Like now, cause I, I am a 15 handicap now, um, which is average, right? It's now I'm way more comfortable being like. I would go spend, you know, whatever, $300 for Tory, $600 for Pebble, or, you know, however much it is for Pinehurst, right? Uh, probably four or 500 bucks at yeah, Pinehurst. Yeah, about five, if you take caddy. Like, something like that. Or like, you know, we've joked around, like if we ever took a trip to Bethpage, like whatever that, like- Only a buck would... 60 to play Bethpage. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, what are you doing next it's weekend? State, it's a state park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ian, we need a fucking time, man. Yeah, we should call Ian. Um, go we down and to, play We that need him, him to get us the fucking time because yeah, because he's public. A Maybe if you can play on a fucking Tuesday at three thirty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like now that I'm actually improving, I am more interested in playing these type of places and like less concerned with how much it costs. Oh yeah, like I didn't even I didn't even care. Um. Especially because I'm also like I'll I'll probably try most things once. Um, I've even opened up to Sawgrass because I was like I don't know, man. Sawgrass looks like a bitch, but people like it's strategic, but it's not that bad. I'm like, okay, fine, yeah, because because that's what it ultimately comes down to is playing the right tees and playing the right game. So if you want to go to one of these places. And you're, you know, you're not used to paying a lot of money for golf, bro. That money's gone. Like, yeah, you've already parted with it. Or don't right. play. Like, you don't have to. It's right. okay. Like, there's plenty of places where you can have a lot of fun and not pay out the ass for. Like, it's possible. Like, you could have went, you could have went to Pacific Grove and paid under a hundred bucks and gotten Poor Man's Pebble. Like, right, that exists too. Yeah, and you could have went on property and played Del Monte for 110. And I'm sure it was. A, I'm sure that course is awesome. But like when it comes to certain things like that, I don't care. And yeah. like 
I'm I mean, generally going to be. We get a bachelor party to plan for you. So, I mean. I don't even fucking. I already want to go back. Basically, any. you Because, I mean, everyone knows it's going to be somewhat. It's going to be golf related. So, you I know. you pick the location and then we got the whatever. Part of me wants. There. Part of me, too, wants to just fucking pick a golf resort. And be like, hey, listen, guys, yeah. you don't have to play. Because originally, I'm like, well, not everyone plays. So, like, let's not go to, like, a pure golf resort. And then like after this weekend, I'm like, <laughs> but now everyone does play, right? Well, like everyone owns a set of clubs, I should say. So let, let's just use Hilton Head for an example. <laughs> let's just use Hilton Head. Have you played Hilton Head yeah. on fucking video games? Uh, yes. Or Harbor Town? Harbor Town. Yeah, I've played Harbor How Town. fucking unenjoyable would that be? For oh my people? God, that would be absolutely fucking miserable. Awful. Yeah. I don't even know if that, I'd have uh, fun there. What is it? The s- I don't know the holes that hole, well, the- but- I think it's the seventh hole is the par three where the trees. Yeah, are there's branches in the fucking way. Yeah, and it's like a two. I think it's like a 210 yard par three with two trees on either yeah. side of like a shoot. It's like fucking how the craziness. fuck? What am I supposed to? I'm. You know what? I'm gonna crow hop and I'm gonna throw the ball and then. I'm yeah, where's play the drop zone? I'll wins. hit three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even gonna bother teeing. No, up. I'll I'm, save a ball. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll save a ball. I'm just zone. gonna hit three from the drops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's but then there's always gonna be there's always gonna be a point where I, again, like I'll probably try even even like my tournament rounds. Like I'll probably try most of them once. There's some that I like. I'm good with. Like I'm all set. Um. But then if it fits my schedule, then I'm like, eh, well, why not? It fits my schedule. It's easy. Yeah. So. I don't know. Because now, well, here's the other thing, too, is nothing's going to compare to what I just played ever. Yeah. The only, like, so views, like if anyone, like I, I think I, I don't know if I texted you that. I might have texted it to Cunty Chris. I go, if I have to fucking hear anything is, quote unquote, like Pebble Beach. Yeah. One, it's not. Two, you've never been there. You have no clue. Nothing is like Pebble Beach. I guarantee nothing is like that. Yeah. Now, I am interested to see... Uh, do you know... Have you ever heard of Samoset or Samoset in Maine? It's a resort. Um, yeah, The name sounds familiar. It's like three and a half hours from us. It's on the way to uh, uh, what's that fucking place? Bar, Bar Harbor. Yeah, it's on the way to Bar Harbor. Like it's on the shore. It's way past Portland. Whatever. Um, so that place is supposed to be awesome. And a few years back, they got their asses sued for fucking marketing it as Pebble Beach of the East. Oh god, so Pebble Beach fucking sued them. Um, <laughs> so they weren't allowed to use that. But in 2023, Golf Digest put out an article or a review where they said Pebble Beach—it's like a Pebble Beach of the East. And now <laughs> their marketing goes uh, as Golf Di- like like according yeah. to Golf Digest, the Pebble Beach of the East, or so like whatever. Right, so now right, it's right, like right. there's a caveat, past, there. yeah, past the buck, yeah, yeah. Which I love. I love the fucking pettiness, but. Yeah, <laughs> um, but even in the Golf Digest article, and they're like, "Now listen, like some of it is similar, and nothing is going to compare to its West Coast cousin." I'm like, "Yes, nothing's going to," because right. even, even um, so Eastward Ho, on the water, super nice, top seven course in Massachusetts. Um, Eastward Ho 
has much more dramatic land, like this slopes and hills and everything. But the views are not, not even fucking close. And there are ocean holes. Like there are holes out there, not even fucking close. Like not the same ballpark. Yeah. Then you take a place like a Coaxit. I love a Coaxit. I, I fucking love that golf course. Well, you don't get the conditions. You also don't have the 18 holes. So it's like the variety ain't quite there. Yeah. It's mostly flat. Like there's not a lot going on. And I know I'm being a little bit snobby because again, like I think someone asked me the other day, what's your favorite course? And my favorite course right now is a Coaxit. And it could be because I won the event there last year, but like <laughs> um my my like my favorites outside of Pebble Beach come down to a Coaxit and Highland Links. Now Highland Links has some of the change in elevation and it's one of the cooler spots like that I've ever played golf at, but the conditions aren't there and they're not supposed to be. So to tell me that something is like Pebble Beach, right? you got to tell me that it's a legit championship layout. All the conditions are fucking perfect. I mean, fucking perfect, not mostly nice. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to tell me that the views are there. You got to tell me that the actual layout of the golf course is solid. And I think part of that too, it's like, you got to tell me like, not only do I have space off the tee, but I got options off the tee and you can make it as hard as you want in. So where the fuck are you going to get that cliff? Even Eastward Ho for the, for the dramatic elevation changes, you don't get the cliff. Like, I don't know where else just off the top of my head, you would find the, the only other thing I could, I would think of, but you're not like, Getting over cliffs is Bandon. Just because it's almost in the same, it's kind of the same geographical region, right? Like it's that northwestern United States. Yeah, I think if you're like, so if you because um so generally speaking, because there's no cliffs, there's there's no real cliffs on the east coast. No, right? like if not, you think about like the entire that. the entire eastern seaboard is like pretty flat when it's it either meets pretty flat the or pretty ocean. developed. Yeah, but that's the other like, thing is like yeah, going so back to Big there's Sur. Cliffs, there's cliffs somewhere, right? Like going okay. back to Big Sur for 35, 40 miles, it was yeah. all mountains and cliffs. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. Like Boston's flat. Yeah. So not until you get to like New Hampshire, Maine, whatever. And I haven't driven up the eastern coast far enough to know. Like maybe by the time you get to Samosit or Samoset, what I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. Maybe yeah. by the time you get there, you got a little bit. But like, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Because no the only now, the only that's the only time place you would get it too, right? Because as you go further south in the United States, it's just flat. It's all flat, and like places like Georgia, Florida, they're technically below sea level. Well, like Miami is below sea level, but like they're at or below sea level. Yeah. So like where the fuck are you going to find cliffs in Georgia yeah, when, it's, no- when it's at sea level? And Michaela said this too, like driving through the South, there is no like coastal highway the way that right. California has. Right. And all the elevation change in the South starts to happen when you move inward. Right. Like the right. Great Smokies, whatever. Those are way yeah. off the water. Yeah, the Appalachian Mountains are more inward, whereas like the Rockies and the what is it, Sierra Nevada range is literally right there. Yeah. Like it's right there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm unhappy to be not at Pebble Beach right now. <laughs> Very unhappy. If I could have stayed, I never would have left. I think you would love Kapalua. I think I would love Pebble and I think you would love Kapalua. <laughs> I, dude, I would because I mean, it, dude, it's like I mean, you give me a legit ocean course because you give me a shitty ocean course. The eleventh like. hole at Kapalua is a par three, and it's like a little bit downhill, and it's just ocean. It's like you're on the edge of the island, and then you can see. I think it's Lanai on one side and Molokai on the background on the other. And it's like, I think I, I'm not even exaggerating. I think I took 15 pictures on that tee box. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's <clears throat> there. Yeah. It's wild. Now Pebble beach of the East. Yeah. Like I the, actually wouldn't, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if you, if the views in Hawaii were a little more dramatic, I would, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, because I think there's few, well, like kind of like what you said about pebble and maybe spyglass is like, so the views at Kapalua are absolutely like breathtaking, but it's not a, it's not an ocean course, right? Okay. Like there's a couple holes. Spy, that, spy is not an ocean course. Like I wouldn't call pebble, Kapalua. Pebbles. I wouldn't call Kapalua an ocean course. Yeah. Um, like you can obviously see the ocean basically everywhere you are because you're also on a fucking island, but like you go inland, right? Like you, there's there's yeah. actually a lot of elevation change at Kapalua, and like so when you're up high, obviously you again you can see the ocean because you're on the edge of the fucking island, but there's really only like a handful of holes that play like into or along the water, and then everything else kind of goes like inland and around. Yeah, so like one, two, three are not on the ocean. Five runs along it. So like there's a wooden fence and that that that's a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's no, that's five. Four, uh, up by the green, you can you're on the water. So four, five, obviously six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven, you're playing away from it, but if you're standing on the green and you look behind you, it's right there. Still yeah. seeing it. Uh, same thing on 12, 14, you hit, nope, I skipped the hole, 13, 13, you hit out. So from the fairway, you're looking over everything again. Same thing from 14 fairway, uh, 15, 16, you can't see much. And then 17, 18, you can. So, I mean, it's every bit of an ocean course. Cause I think I had five holes where you can't see it. Like that's simply yeah. what coax it one hole, one out of nine holes. You cannot see the ocean. And actually, you can see it from the tee box. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's every bit. I mean, I, I I love ocean courses. Like, yeah, I haven't played a lot of mountains. I have not played like Tahoe or like Washington. where you have like yeah. the tall pines. I think I would like to look at those more than I would like to play those. Um. Because again, that means it's that means there's a lot of shaping, and right. do this, do that. And I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> I like to be told you can do this or you could do this. Here's the trade off. I like that type of golf. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the like the layout right now on Google Maps. There's three, four, five 
six holes along, like actually along the ocean. And again, because of the elevation change and you being on like the edge of the fucking island, you can see the ocean on every hole. But like you're not up against it. Except for those like six holes. So. Would recommend. Yeah. (laughs) 10 out of 10. I don't know we should find a uh, we should find a resort for next year. Uh, it would have to. I mean, I know you mentioned Hilton Head, but it would have to be probably somewhere in that area, right? If yeah. you want to do it in like April or May, yeah. hey, we ain't playing golf in Maine in April. Nope. <laughs> it probably it would that that so yeah. I mean, it would probably be like Hilton Head, Sea Island, or like if we're talking re- like resorts. And I'm leaving Stream Song out of it as much as I would like to play Stream Song. Like that's seriously not fair to fucking yeah. bring people who aren't gonna play golf to fucking Stream Song. It's middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be there's they're super close anyway, but there's got to be some resorts in around like Savannah too. Well, Savannah is is Hilton Head because it's only oh, okay. like 35, 40 minutes, and then Sea Island is only an hour an hour and change south of, um. Whatever the fuck. Go to Kiwa. But that's still like 40 minutes outside of actual Charleston. Yeah. And isn't that like a hard course? Quite possibly the hardest. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I, I I'm pretty sure Kiowa is pretty fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, might be the hardest. I think it yeah. actually was rated the hardest at one point. Yeah. Because uh Dustin Johnson won there, right? No, Phil won. Oh, Phil won that one. Phil and Roars. Yeah. Oh, was that the one in 2021? Yeah. Did wasn't it there also 2012? Not... Yeah. Who won it in 12? Roars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tough course. <laughs> Yep. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we covered a lot. Anything else? What uh I mean, you said the, the food was good, right? Like yeah, food. I mean, the food's lights out. I mean, yeah. Um we ate at Spanish Bay, we ate at the lodge, like we ate on when we were on site, we ate on site, and it was all just so fucking good. Yeah. Did you notice any of the shitty parts of California? No, because you're the, iso- you're isolated, right? So the San, the San Francisco airport is like way south of actual San Francisco. Yeah, it's like uh, claiming the 49ers are in fucking Dude, San that, Francisco. Th- that's that's nuts, by the way. So they're in okay. Santa Clara. So the San Francisco airport is probably still in city limits, um, but it's just the southernmost point. Yeah. It's almost like if the if Logan oh, Boston Airport was in like Hyde Park on the Milton line, like yeah, could you be any more south? So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it technically is city limits or not, yeah. but it is far away from the action, which is great when you're driving south because yeah. you don't deal with the Bay, you don't deal with the Golden Gate, none of right. it. Right, right. So it was highway for an hour forty five ish. 
Um, San Jose looks like a shithole. Yeah, like you, you can just tell from the highway. San Jose looks like a fucking hellhole. San Jose is like the Buffalo of California. That sounds about right. Because it's yeah. like that. The stretch of highway in San Jose was significantly shittier than the rest of highway. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then once once you get south. So Santa Clara is right outside San Jose. So it's a, it's a legit 30 minutes from the airport, which is southern San Francisco, which is where yeah. the San Francisco 49ers play. It's fucking crazy. That's hilarious. Um. Yeah, so I mean, we drove through Palo Alto. That's you know the deal there. That's rich and that's that's Silicon Biz- Valley businessy. Yeah, and then south south of San Jose, dude, it's like the it's a valley. Like there's nothing. Yeah. So it's all fucking valley, farmland, whatever. Then by the time you get to Monterey, because we so we drove a little inland. You could go the coast the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was gonna be like an extra hour. I'm sure the oh, drive would have been fucking crazy, but like we would not, uh, dude. Fuck that. Yeah, you don't need that. We we found Big Sur anyway by accident. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the highway dumps us right off in Monterey, and Monterey looks like it was like a blue collar spot, like way back in the day, but now it's just like very touristy. And I think people like do still work there, like. Yeah. Like it looks like most of like that harbor is still like a little commercialized, but like very touristy now. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, you didn't have to deal with any shitbag California. There weren't any people. cities. Yeah. And Pebble Pebble is effectively a gated community because you have to go through a gate to get on 17 mile drive, which is where the resort is. Right. Right. Did you um did you notice any like jet lag with the time change or no? I would imagine on the way back it would be probably worse. So down there, no. Uh, I did roll over the first night. <laughs> Twelve thirty local, so yeah. three thirty our time. Yeah, I'm like Whoa. I'm like nope, back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was up until three a.m. last night. Lo- local, so. Yeah. 8 a.m. came real fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't land until 11.30. Didn't get home here, until... Like here time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... the so we must the have got... travel coming back, going from west to east sucks. Because you yeah. get that at the time tacked on. Yeah, because going out there, all you got to do is just stay up a couple extra hours. Yeah, it's fine. Like I noticed that like when we went to Hawaii, again, I talked about this before, but like the six hour change going there was like kind of weird, but like I didn't really notice a problem. Coming back is where it fucks you up. Yeah. But even then, it's like I was still fucked, though, because I didn't stay up till midnight when I was out there. So staying up until 3 a.m., it was fucking craziness. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm up till 3 a.m. tonight, I'll fucking tell you one thing. I'm staying up. I'm going (laughs) right to fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep when I'm dead or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anything else before we wrap it up? Nope. We can wrap it up. Oh. And wrapping it up is going to stay on theme, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got? So, the reason why Monterey is so terrible is I looked up their average weather. Now, it was probably warmer in Boston than it was in Monterey. It only got to like 65. 
I think maybe we touched 70 one day, but mid to low 60s, but the low doesn't get really below 54 right now. Is it a dry heat? Dude, there's nothing out there. There's like no (laughs) humidity. Actually, there's a shitload of humidity, I think, actually. I think it's all humidity because the air feels thick. Yeah. It's a it's a warm 58 out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that humidity adds all the heat. <laughs> um there's no allergies or anything though, which is fucking cool. So uh I looked up the average weather generally. Bro, like average weather, it never gets really above 75 and it never really below 46. Oh wow. Now that's average. So there are days in the 30s and there will right. be days in the 80s, 90s, whatever. Right. But terrible. That's awful. Imagine living yeah. like that. Yeah, man, that would be... It's I wouldn't awful. want that. Yeah. What are you going to do about seasons? Yeah, there's no seasons. No snow, no heat waves. Yeah, what are you going to... You can't, you can't look at the foliage? Like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. You can't take pictures of the trees that the, do the same the, thing every year. I don't think the cypresses fucking change color. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look at these trees. They're red and they're yellow. This is isn't this beautiful? It's almost like it happens every fall. Yeah, it's almost like it does the same thing every single fucking year at the same time. <laughs> Terrible. It's yeah. Too bad. Yeah, it's awful. It's Wouldn't want to live there. Nope. No, you don't. If only California wasn't like a total fucking hell. It hole. sucks that it's like an absolute fucking shithole. Yeah, and you got to pay like fucking sixty percent tax. Nine <laughs> percent tax on clothes. Jesus fuck. Nine percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's wild. And I don't know. So that that was at like a gift souvenir, is whatever that a, place. Is that like a clothes tax or is that the sales so, tax? I think it's a sales tax and I'm not sure. I was like actually wondering because McKay, so she bought like a six, call like a $60 sweatshirt. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, uh, 70, whatever. And she's like, hold on. Like, so she paid for it, whatever. And then like grabbed the receipt when she left. And she goes, what the fuck? She, she goes, I thought it was like 60 or yeah. 62, 9% sales tax so i don't know if like some of these like souvenir shops get like a different like tax code or something where like if you went to walmart and bought a shirt i don't think they can charge you sales tax on basic necessities like groceries and clothes like that's why we don't pay sales tax on that shit i think right like basic human needs i thought you couldn't pay tax on that so like clothing and groceries are the big ones but if someone cooks your food for you you pay tax so i wonder if there's something about it being like a gift store or a souvenir store or like Hmm. souvenir clothing that makes you like pay tax on it i don't know or california just doesn't do that because they don't give a fuck that's fucking crazy to me yeah nine percent tax because you need fucking underwear yeah i wonder everyone's homeless Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, all right. So my final thought, um, I guess somewhat golf related, but I about a week ago, actually eight days ago, um nine from when this comes out tomorrow, I was golfing with Bill at Brook Meadow Country Club in Canton. And I played, uh, I played the best round of my life. I think I forget what I shot. I think I shot an 88. Yeah. 
shot an 88. Um, I absolutely fucking destroyed my lower back in the process. Um, it was cold. It was like 55 degrees and it was like rain mist on and off. Um, for most of, for most of the round, which actually now as a this side tangent, it kind of sucks because I've only played Brook Meadow twice and both times I've played, it's rained. Um, the first time I played it, I played with um, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, I guess. you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not I guess, he is my soon-to-be brother-in-law. Um, but I played with him and his buddies and it was raining so hard. One of his buddies took his shoes off and played the back nine barefoot because I think he was just wearing sneakers. Like he didn't have golf shoes. So he was like, fuck this. I'm playing, I'm playing barefoot. Yeah. So um it was summer. It was like July. Or it was summer. I remember it being hot. So it was like hot, hot rain. It was just fucking, it was nuts. Um, but yeah, so now both times I played Brook Meadow, it's rained. But this was a like a 55 degree misty, rainy day. And um playing unbelievable, like right, like playing lights out. My my drives were great. My approach shots were mostly okay. Um, my around the green was was lights out. Like I I think I I made most of my my hay in uh, chipping around the green that day. I hold out on one hole, and I had at least three other holes where I chipped it to within three feet for a, for a tap in. So around the green was great. Putting was, is, is good. I'm a pretty a half decent putter. Um, but yeah, so we get through and we get to, you know, I noticed like a little bit of like tightness in my back and I'm trying to like stretch and move maybe around like the 12th hole, but it's nothing like major, right? It's not a problem. It's just like, uh, you know, it's cold. Right. Um, so we get to, I think it was the 15th tee. And I go and I tee off on the 15th tee and it's a massive fucking duck hook. And I feel like not a crack or a snap, but like, I feel something in my lower back. And I was like, oh no, that's not good. And like that really fucking hurts. So what do I do? I continue to play the hole. Uh, and then I finished the last three holes, right? 16, 17, 18. Um, I just stopped hitting driver off the tee and just kind of like dinked and dunked my way through the last couple holes. And um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, shot an 88, but I was like, ah, my back's kind of stiff. It's kind of sucks, whatever. I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, okay, like, it's sore, but like, I'm fine. And then Sunday night rolls around and I'm like, uh Oh, this isn't good. I'm starting to get in some like legitimate pain. I'm getting pain down my left leg and I'm like, ah, shit, that's not good. So I'm like, all right, let me, maybe tomorrow will be better. Right. Cause I tweaked it. I've tweaked it before. I tweaked it right around the masters. Remember we went to your place Yep. that and my back, my back was like stiff. So I figured same thing, you know, it'll be better in two, two, three days. Cause that's what happened in April, two, three days. And I was, and I was fine. 
So Monday I get up and I'm like, oh, that's not good. I do not feel awesome. I had to go to work. Um, so I had to drive into Cambridge. That drive was not fun sitting in the car. Uh, tough time walking around. It was like kind of stiff, whatever. Still not unbearable, right? Until Tuesday. Tuesday rolls around and I am fucking crippled. And I'm like, this is not getting better. I go, not only is this not getting better, but like it's significantly worse today than it was like two days ago, right? So like Sunday was fine. Tuesday was probably the worst day of the week. Um, I had to leave. I was on site again. I had to leave the the site I was at in Marlboro at 1030 because I almost got stuck in a chair. Like I physically couldn't, like I almost couldn't get out of the chair and stand up. I was in so much pain, like low back and left leg. And I was like, this isn't fucking good. So I talked to my doctor, like going back and forth, being like, hey man, like, can, can we get an MRI? Like, I don't know how quickly we can get one, but like something's wrong here, like pretty bad. So he goes, I don't have a problem scheduling an MRI. But I have a, I have a, a a strong feeling. I forget how he worded it. That your insurance isn't going to want to cover it unless you do some sort of PT for a few weeks and it doesn't get better. And I was like, "Fuck! All right, you're probably right." So I immediately texted James. I texted you, and I was like, "Dude, I fucked up my back." I just texted James trying to get in. So like Tuesday night, he gets back to me and he goes. Uh, I can get you in tomorrow at like 1230. And I was like, done. Don't care. I had someone, I had meetings in the middle of the day and I had someone else cover them for me. And I was like, I'm going. So I go to James and um, he, I get cupped and I, he does dry needling and stim with the needles. And well, I guess before that he did like an assessment, right? Like he did a couple tests, he did whatever he does, you know, put me through some things and he was like, yep, so you most definitely have a posterior lateral herniation of your lumbar vertebrae or your lumbar disc, right? Your vertebrae doesn't herniate, that's a bone. <laughs> your disc herniates. Um, so you got a posterior lateral herniation of your, your lumbar disc. Um, he's like, it sounds like it could be either the one between L5 and S1 or between L4 and L5. And I was like, well, I blew out the one between L4 and L5 10 years ago. So it could be that. And he goes, yeah, it could be. Uh, and he's like, without an MRI, I can't tell you how bad it is. And he goes, unfortunately, especially because you have a previous injury in this area, there's no way for me to tell how bad it is by your pain level. He was like, you could have like the tiniest little uh, like paper cut bulge and you could think you're about to be crippled goes, or you could completely blow the disc to pieces and not even think the pain is that bad. He's like, it's just how the body works that because you have a prior injury here, like I have no idea how bad it is without an MRI. But he's like, I can say with certainty that you herniated your disc. I was like, pretty sick. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And so I got the treatment, right? I got the cupping and the needles and the stim. Um, and that helped a ton. So Finally, Thursday, I felt like I could like function as a human, right? Like I still couldn't like bend over, obviously couldn't like pick things up. Like I'm in pain and I'm sore and stiff, but like 
I, I, I'm not, I, I was legitimately scared a couple of times on Tuesday and Wednesday. Cause I had to sneeze that like, I wait, I told James this too. I had a, I, I sneezed on Wednesday and I immediately went to wiggle my toes and we're like, all right, cool. I'm not paralyzed. Like that's how bad it hurt. Like one sneeze and like the, the shooting pain down my leg was like, oh fuck. I hope I'm not paralyzed. <laughs> and I wasn't. So we're cool. Um, but yeah, everything better. We're, we're getting there. Right. So we're like almost nine days past. Um, I've been doing, you know, the fucking bird dogs, dead bugs, fucking all kinds of extension. Oh, those, oh dude, the McGill big three. Yeah. 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 Doing the extension stuff and doing some breathing, um, all that stuff. We're getting a little bit better. I can still obviously feel it there. Like I, I, was like moving some logs around in the yard and like picking it up and rolling it. I could feel like tension in my lower back. So I'm obviously not fully healed, but like I can, I feel somewhat normal. Right. I would say I feel now how I do now, like three days after I tweaked it in April. Right. So it took me three days to kind of heal and feel normal. Whereas like this one has taken me nine days to heal and feel normal. So um, still not going to golf this week, which is a fucking bummer. Um, last week was actually wasn't that upset because it rained almost every day last week. So I couldn't golf, um, but I'm still not going to golf this week. And I will uh, pick up the clubs again next Monday. Shout out to Nick, a uh, friend of the show. We have a uh, charity golf tournament on Monday the nineteenth, so that's I have it circled on my calendar. That's the next time I'm going to swing a golf club. So we'll see how it goes. Um, if I have to only hit short irons and putt and chip, then I will. Especially if if I can chip like I did at Brook Meadow, be fucking lights out. But um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, you're gonna have to land the plane without me because my bladder is gonna explode. All right. We got it. We're out of here. Uh, so that's it. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, like, rate, review, wherever you're at, if you're audio only. Um, you can get see a guy takes two weeks off and it forgets the uh, the the spiel. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Um, the website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Uh, thank you to the sponsors, uh, Moonbrew. You can go to moonbrew.com. Use the promo code Jared16159 to get 10% off your order. Uh, every single time you check out over there, uh, they're great sleep time tea. Um, if you struggle sleeping, take this stuff. It'll help. Trust me. Uh, it's helped me. So you can also go to grillyourassoff.com. Use this promo code SarcasmPod to get 10% off over there as well every single time you check out. Uh, and then lastly, we have mybookie.com. So you can go to mybookie.com, use the same promo code SarcasmPod. Uh, they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. Uh, and I think that's it. Like I said, tell everybody you know about the show, spread the word. Uh, and until next time, good night, everybody.